Numbers chapter 21. Verse 4. Numbers chapter 21, verse 4. Numbers chapter 21, verse 4. Then they journeyed from Mount Or by way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged because of the way. You don't feel anything yet? You feel it? They got an attitude with God because of the way he had brought them. Yeah. The journey started in Egypt back when, right? They were oppressed. They were slaves. They were slaves. God raised up Moses sent him to deliver, to bring them out of Egypt, opened the Red Sea, <laughs> he opened the Red Sea, don't worry, don't worry, I'm going to use my time wisely. Opened the Red Sea, they crossed, they went through it on dry land, on dry land, the Lord ever brought you through a Red Sea? You ever been backed up against the wall and the Lord opens a hole in the wall and you walk through? Huh? Um, they're in the, they, they, cross, they cross through the Red Sea and now they're in the wilderness. They're on their way to the promised land. But they're not there yet. They began to complain. Now, 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 this is not the first time. They had a pattern of complaining. Now, lest you think we're just talking about Israel, let me serve notice that everybody in here is a grumbler. You know, it's when you come before God, it's better to come clean. Don't be trying to fake God out. He already knows. He sees, he saw you. He brought you here. The best way to appear before God is clean. Just drop your halo and all of that. He gave that to you if you have one. Let me stop. I was reading, right? And the people spoke against God. You ever spoke against God? You ever spoke against God? Uh-huh. All right. And against Moses. And against Moses. All right. Oh, y'all going to be like that? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt... To die in the wilderness. That don't make no you see what You see what speaking against God does? God 
brought them up out of Egypt where they were slaves, oppressed. And they're telling God now, why you brought me out here to die? When you were in Egypt, you were begging to come out. What is it about us, this spiritual amnesia thing? That when we're in trouble, oh God help me to get out. If you can't get, if you're not going to get me out, get the thing out of here. And the minute we see the rainbow, boom shakalaka, we back in the stuff that God just brought us out of. They're right by the Red Sea. Looking at what, where God had just brought them through. And now they're speaking against the God who brought them through. They danced by the Red Sea when they crossed through. And when they look back, Pharaoh and his whole army drowned. God did that. God is a loving God, but sometimes he's got to. I, I'm not, y'all ain't acting right. For there is no food. They were getting manna from, they were getting food from heaven. They wanted cucumber and leeks like they had in Egypt. They forgot the oppression that they experienced in Egypt. And they're complaining now about food coming from heaven. See, when you're grumbling, it affects how you see reality. And it puts the emphasis on what you are focused on looking at. And your experience in life tends to reflect what you spend most of your time looking at. If all you're going to look at is the way that God brought you. See, what, ha what had happened was they, they were in Kadesh and asking to get through. Edom said, y'all ain't coming through here. He refused them the right of way to come through Kadesh. They had to go around. Y'all ain't coming through here. And now they're upset because they had to go away. Listen, sometimes the way God leads you is rough. Right? It ain't all peaches and cream. Huh? You know why that is? Because you and I don't get to choose which cross we're going to carry. 
I was, tell, I was telling the church, I was telling the church at home, you know, I like the blue one. I don't like, I don't like the red cross. You don't get to choose which rain is going to fall on your house. You don't get to, you do not get to choose which contrary wind is going to blow. Your trials and mine have our names on them because God put them there. You don't get to pick. Once you decide God is going to lead you, you get what you got. Yes. And you know what? He, he's making a believer out of me. You know, every time, every time a contrary wind blow, my first response is likely to be, why? Why me? Why now? And brother, brother, brother teacher said, well, why not you? Do you believe that God has your best interest at heart? Because if you believe that, it don't matter where he leads you. It really don't matter. Sometimes it's into the operating room. Sometimes it's to your bed for a minute. Sometimes it's to the unemployment line. You don't get to choose which cross you're going to carry. When you grumble, when you gripe, huh? when you complain, and when you murmur, it's a sign that you're not seeing things clearly. And your focus is not on God, it's on your... I'm still reading, man. I'm, I'm... He said, the Bible said, for there's no food and no water. They've been complaining about food. They've been complaining about water. They were just complaining. You know, they had a pattern of complaining. You know what I learned from that? Y'all know any folk who complain? Do you avoid them? No, you can't say that in church. You know, you, you, know, you know, listen. God doesn't want us to do anything but complaining. Philippians 4, verse 2, verse, Philippians 2, verse 14. It's not wise to complain. Now, it's okay to complain to God. Yeah, it is. Psalm 142 and verse 2. David poured out his complaint to God. But it's foolish to complain about God. You got to learn how to watch what you say. You can't say everything you think. Well, you know, what? I like my job, but... Don't you know God takes that personal? Who provided that job for you? See, that's why I said to you just now, everybody's a complainer. We talk stuff about the stuff that God allows us, and God don't play that. God don't play that. 
What we're supposed to be saying is thank you, Lord. We complain and we gripe and, and we grumble. And God don't play that. Amen. You ain't, you ain't looking right. Look And watch this. And our soul loads this worthless. They're calling manna from heaven worthless. You know their, their vision is messed up. Bread from heaven, worthless. How many of us count our spiritual blessings or don't count them at all? Because we are too busy counting our material blessings. What you spend most of your time looking at determines your actual life. So the text says, so the Lord sent fiery serpents. <laughs> Among the people, and they bit the people, and many... I can't do that right there. I'm going to have to just... Can we talk? Because I, I already know. I see where that was going, and... I'm not going to get there, right? I ain't going to get there, man. Because you're telling me to take my time, and when I take my time, you're going to clock me. <laughs> and that, that offends me. It, it's, it's a disrespect to my integrity, and I don't like it, and God don't like it either. Anyway, and I didn't come here to preach about that. We, we, I'm just, I'm just coming, I'm just, I'm just, I just got resurrected. I'm just glad that God, y'all understand, I'm just glad that I'm in, I'm just glad, because I didn't have to be here. And, and as far as my recovery is concerned, I'm a month and a half ahead. Don't mess with me. The Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. So I had to say to myself, I better watch how I talk about what God has blessed me with, whether it appears good or bad. Because the Lord just might send some stuff. And watch what happens, man. This, this text preaches itself. The Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Underline died. Right? Underline that in your mind. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, Oh my God, Moses, we've sinned. Do you see why the Lord sent the serpents? To change... They're murmuring to thank you. Careful what you say. I told, I told the people in Maywood, shut your mouth. Yeah, okay, I'm, not tell, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying. No, I'm not telling you that. I got better sense than that. But if you are smart, if you're wise, you, 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 would, you would pay attention and listen to that. 
Yeah. You can't say, you, you can't complain about God. You can't do that. Which means you have to watch your mouth. That's what I'm going to tell you. You got, you got to watch your mouth. You, got, you have to watch your mouth. You got to watch what you say because in your real life, in your actual life, it reflects how you feel about God. So you're complaining about your toe hurt and God gave you the toe. You should have started by saying, Thank you, God, for my toe, even though it's hurting right now. Can I get a little help? Who am I preaching to? What's my page? So they come and say, we've sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord. Right? Y'all see that? When they talked about the bread... When they talked, to, they complained about how the way was too hard. God viewed that as a complaint against Him. You need to learn how to shut your mouth. I, did I say? Did I say that? That didn't sound right. But you, you stick with the point. Yeah. I mean, what I mean is, what I mean is, watch your mouth. All right. Okay. Let me put it in Bible. This is a Bible church. Set a guard over your mouth. See how they said amen to that? I gave them the Lopez translation and they ain't said nothing. They practiced shutting your mouth when I was talking to them. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We've sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. That's Moses. Now Moses, we want you to pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. They got caught with a bad attitude, and now they're going to the man they were just talking about. Can we talk for a minute? We talk about each other. I'm talking about church folk. We don't talk half as much about people in the world as we do about our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we run all up and down church and act like we don't see each other and what have you. What we need to do is go back to the person and say to the person, I'm sorry, I've been talking about you, but you know, I'm really a better person than that. And apologize. Instead of you thinking, that you're keeping it real because you said what was on your mind. You need to learn how to keep it real and go back to the person you talked about and tell them that you're sorry, repent of it. Otherwise, you're going to keep talking. And you know what could happen to you? You could die because you're, you're, you open your Isn't it? What happened? What happened to some of them who talked and did not, they died? When God sent the, see there are two groups of people. I never finished reading the text, did I? Well, well, if you, okay, but well, let, me, let me finish reading the text then. I only got one point. But you got to stay with me before I share it with you. All right. All right? 
that he take away the serpents from, uh, from us. So Moses prayed for the people. God made it so that the person they talked about was the person they had to come to to pray for them. You know why you need to go back and say you're sorry? Because you're going to go through some stuff that only the person you talked about can pray you out of. Yes, sir. And, and did you notice that when they talked about Israel, they talked about their leadership too? The one who sacrificed, who was it that killed an Egyptian because he saw one of his people being taken advantage of? It was Moses. Moses had a heart for them people. But you know what they did? They complained for the whole journey. Talked about talked about the person who God used to deliver them and I trying to start no trouble. But if you're in here and you're talking about your preacher, you need to repent today and go back and tell him you're sorry. And if you think I'm, I'm favoritism, he my pop, deal with it. Go ahead and embrace it because you doing what's right by God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You can't, you cannot, you're not, you're going to die in the wilderness if you don't learn to watch, not shut. You got to watch your mouth. But after you look at it, you need to keep the lips closed. Right? You can't say anything about God that's murmuring or griping. And you can't do it about God's man either. Because God takes it personal. I'm reading, I'm reading the text. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent. What was biting them? What was biting them? A serpent. Right, serpents was biting them. God said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, put it up on a pole. And when they look at it, you got to finish reading that because I know I have a sense of where I am with time. When you look at, when they look at it, Uh they live. Two two people in the crowd, two sets of people, Uh some died. No matter what I preach... No matter how long your preacher preach, no matter long any preacher preach, there's some folk who are going to die in the wilderness because they can't, they don't want to learn to keep their mouth shut. I can't do nothing. Didn't, you know, you, you've been around, y'all, you, y'all been around, some of you are just as old or maybe older than me. You've been around church folk long enough to know that no matter how blue I get in the face when I preach, I can put my heart on the floor. You ain't going to do nothing about what I preach. You are not going to change and your mind was made up on the front end. 
Last time I was here, this sister changed. She, she don't think I'm going to ask her about her word before she leave here. Y'all watch her. Right? She runs out of this audience. She's trying to run away from Lopez. Just grab her and hold her till I get to her. Because I'm following up on that one word thing we did a year ago. Yeah. See, some folk come to church just to sing. And listen to a sermon and have some juice and a piece of bread. I come to church to change. All that other stuff is just air. If you don't allow the Lord to do something in your life to improve the quality of life because of the relationship that you have with him. If that relationship means anything to you, when he says something, you do it. Anyhow. It's the other group I'm talking to. I can't do anything about folk who don't want to change. I can't do anything. Now, I'm in the business of creating the atmosphere for people to change. So that kind of grieves me. That that I can't do anything. Your mind is so made up. You're going to say what you got to say. You're going to do what you feel like you got to do. Right? You don't go on your job and do that. You do that in church. I got a little issue with that, but I ain't mad at you. You don't, do, you don't, treat, your, you don't treat your employer like that. You come to church and you take it out on your loved ones. Something ain't right with that. Church folk, man, you are some of the most amazing people on the planet. No member of the body of Christ deserves to be mistreated like that. There's good in every single one of us. Feed the good. Starve the bad to death. Starve the evil to death. Feed the good. So, did you notice that Although they were beat, bitten, they weren't beaten. They lived. See, God sent them a blessing. See, sometimes getting bit is a blessing. I wish I had time to tell you. All the folk who talk about me. I'm, I'm just waiting for my blessing to come. I know a blessing is on the way because God took what bit them to bless them. He said, look, they're having trouble with serpents that he sent. They try to con him. They try to manipulate God. They told Moses, tell God, pray, take these fiery serpents out of here. Ain't that what we do? He let, you see, you see that, right? The serpent stayed so that if they wanted to live, they had to look at the serpent. He's pre- he preaching this lesson. Now, let me, can I share something with you? God will take 
what is working against you and make it work for you. But you cannot look at the serpent the same with the same perspective. You got to see that guy in your classroom, in your classroom, who disrespects you and won't stop as a blessing. Hmm. You had somebody on your mind, didn't you? <laughs> somebody came to mind, yeah, didn't you? You can't take your, you can't take the, your employer. You can't look at them the same way. You got to change your outlook. And when you look at the serpent, you got to believe that you're going to be healed. That's right. You have to change your outlook. <clears throat> and one of the reasons we're having this discussion is because if we don't change our outlook concerning 2019, mm -hmm. we will just have an experience, yeah. an extended experience of 2018. God took what was biting them and used the serpent to bite them back. To be healed. <laughs> My wife must have known that because I was a biter. I was so bad, I am completely ashamed of who I was. I, I am. But, man, look at where we at now. She had to know something. See, the world will say seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. She put her faith in God in the little ounce of goodness that was all the way buried deep in. I couldn't even see it. And now it's coming out when I look at her, all I see is the beauty of God. Hey, listen, I know I'm not talking about my wife and you didn't come to hear that, but the principle is the same for all of us. The way that you treat me as God's man, as a creation of God, yes. will open your heart to the beauty of God yes. when you watch your mouth. All right. And not only that, you're going to be healed. God is going to use that stuff. When you believe, now you, you, you don't see it yet, right? Go back and read, go to John 3. I'm closing. I, I'm, where am I? I'm, I'm good still? Um, come on, verse 14. Come on. As, I, now I know you can read louder than that, um, son. I mean, yeah, brother. 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent. In the as, watch this now. As in the same way, Moses followed what God said and lifted up the serpent yeah. in the wilderness. Read. Even so must the son. Even of, so must the son yeah. of, of man be lifted up. All right. Now, <clears throat> look. <clears throat> In order to look at the serpent and live, you had to believe. Amen. By faith. Right? Faith. Don't, don't get me wrong, Church of Christ folk. Is a matter of perspective. Yeah. You and I, we haven't seen 2019 yet. But our perspective is Something good is about to happen. Right? Because you and I learned or have been reminded of today that what ails me, God can use to heal me. See, you got blessings that are waiting for you to get ready for them. God has already prepared them. You need to get ready. And the way you need to get ready is to repent of talking about people, talking against God, griping, grumbling, murmuring, complaining. Because God is going to let you go ahead and do that. If you bent on doing it, now when you change your mind... <laughs> The power of God, the power of God to live is released into your life. Right. Read. That whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believeth, so whosoever believeth on him. Should not perish. Shouldn't, wait. That's verse 15? Yes, sir. All right, read. Should, should not, not perish, perish, but have eternal life. But have eternal life. Do you see, you, see what, you see what's going on? For God so loved the world that he, see, verse 16 is in the context of verse 14 and 15. We usually mis misapply the verse and say God so loved the world. Well, now, God is talking about his love in connection to what happened in the wilderness when God's people were speaking against him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world, verse 17, to condemn the world. Y'all see that? That's love. When you love folk, you don't talk about them in a condemning way. Because your daddy doesn't do that. Instead, he lifted up. See, God, son, Jesus, took the place, your place, and my place, and all the sins that we have ever done, do, or ever will do. As 
Moses lifted up the serpent. God lifted up Jesus. So that when we look slash believe, looking is believing. And that's my point. All eyes on God. That's what I want you to take with you. All eyes on God. Because what you spend most of your time looking at is a reflection of your actual life. Stop focusing. You know, I've had, some, I've had some good days and I've had some better days and I've had some not so good days. But I can promise you this. In all of my not so good days, I spent time looking at my problem. The minute I started looking towards God with a thank you, Jesus. Because, you know, anybody, anybody who goes into the hospital and goes under is no guarantee. We know that. We've seen it. No guarantee. No guarantee you coming back out. Every time you get into the street, you leave your house, there is no guarantee you coming back. We talk more about Trump than we do God. And we need to cut that stuff out. Who you think put Trump in office? Who you think put Trump in office? Oh, that's an issue? I didn't realize that. My bad. I ain't trying to stir up no trouble, right? But I, all I know is God is sovereign. And ain't nothing that happens down here that he didn't allow. When I read my Bible, Satan has to get a pass from God to do us some hurt. God is calling all the shots. And besides, some of you didn't vote. And God said, okay, well, you don't want to vote? Trump. <laughs> Complain, you talking about me bad? Trump. <laughs> Jesus was, but I, I ain't come to start no trouble. Right? I felt a shift in your countenance just now. I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Y'all know, y'all know I've been telling my people. You know the spiders? They have, I'm you got the point, right? I'm, I'm about to close now. You, do, 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 you know spiders, they have these little things on their legs called follicles? Y'all know, know about the spider? The spider can sense movement a block away because of those follicles. So I'm, I'm, I have this sensitivity. I sense things. I'm a spiritual, I'm learning to be a spiritual spider. You ought to try it. Because <clears throat> it connects to the faith perspective. Okay, that's not my sermon. 
So Jesus became sin for us. And he hung on the cross. And when we look, if I be lifted up on the cross, I will draw. There's a drawing power in looking that causes you and I, that causes God to respond to save you and I. You may be here this morning and, and you have not yet looked at Jesus. Okay. Your eyes are on everything else but God. Amen. Everything else got your attention and your, all that is in the world, the love of God, the, the lust of the eyes, I'm sorry, the 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 lust of the flesh and the pride of life, that's all you're going to get in this world. You think it's all right to go after material things, and it is, but not before God. Do you know what it's saying to God when you put other things before him? Saying we don't trust him. It's saying we don't love him. It's saying that our a relationship with him is not a priority in your life and mine. And God doesn't leave us without telling us what our priority should be. Amen. But seek ye the kingdom of God. And he doesn't leave it up to you and me to know or decide what our priority should be. When we look at the world, it makes it difficult to see God. And if you're not going to look at the cross by believing in Jesus, you will die in the wilderness without salvation. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, be look, who, whosoever believeth slash looketh shall be saved. I'm using look in the context of which it is taught beginning with Numbers 21. Because both texts, they kiss. Jesus brings it up in the New Testament. Oh, yeah. Moses was the instrument in the old. Amen. You, you and I do not have the luxury of not looking, keeping our eyes on God. Amen. And expecting to be saved. And that's my point. So this year, this year, when you leave here today, remind yourself, all eyes on God. And if you need to put some focus on God today to be saved, just believe that Jesus is the Christ, you know what to do, right? You got to repent. Repent just simply means you're going to change your mind about how you've been living. You're going to look away from the world as your priority, and now God is your priority. If you don't change your mind, your life won't change. Amen. That's a trick you, we play on ourselves. The devil is a, the devil is a, the devil is a liar. Yes. Don't believe his hype. Yes. All he wants to do is to destroy you. And he'll do whatever. He'll trick you into believing in half-truth. How could truth be half? 
truth is truth. Half truth is deceit. It's not just a lie. It's designed to trick you up into believing that you can mix truth with lie and it still be true. How many? All right, so either you're here today and need to be baptized into Christ or you're here today and you need to repent. Do you want to live? <laughs> You've been so quiet talking to you. Yeah. Do you want to live? Yes. Do you need to repent so you can live? Now, don't, don't speak for everybody. That don't work. Don't, that don't work. Speak for yourself. Amen. And maybe somebody will hear you. And be motivated to do like you do. And I don't know of another way to do this but directly. Right? Because we don't have time for me to tell you the whole story. Do you want to live? Do you want to have eternal life? Watch your mouth. Mm -hmm. Who am I preaching to? Watch your mouth. Keep your eyes on God. If there be anything that you need to do to respond to this word, do it now.